This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to the Go and Tell Gals podcast. I'm your host, Jess Connolly. I'm an author, a Bible teacher, a coach, and I'm obsessed with helping women take their place in the kingdom and use their God-given gifts. I go and tell gals, we equip and encourage women with different tools like our Map to More guide, our group coaching program, Go Teams, and even by training other women as coaches through our licensing program. Whether you're a college student, a stay-at-home mom, a small business owner, an astronaut, or a veterinarian, our goal is that you lead this episode feeling more empowered to do what God has called you to do. We're so glad you're here and we're on your team. Let's jump into this week's episode. Gals, I'm over the moon today because I have an actual friend who I massively admire here with me, my friend Mimi. I'm so excited for you guys to get to know her, to know more about her incredible business. But I have to tell you, Mimi, like just starting off, we talk about you in our house so much. We're just, the Connellys are the world's biggest fans of you. And the other night, my husband and I were sitting and talking, Nick and I were talking and he said, he was like, Hey, why haven't you had Mimi on your podcast yet? And I was like, I don't know. What a mistake. So my apologies to everyone listening that this hasn't happened sooner. We're so grateful for you. I'm so excited to chat with you. And I definitely felt like Nick had something to do with this. His questions the other night at small group. I was like, is he starting a podcast? Like what's going on? (laughs) He really, like he should be your PR person. He was like, she talks to leaders all the time. She's a lead. I was like, I know you don't have to talk me into it. Mimi's amazing. So will you just start by telling everybody about the tiny tassel? I mean, take as much time as you want to, as you can. I don't even know the whole story of how it got started. Mm -hmm. I know it's been like since 2015, right? Yeah. So I went to the College of Charleston, graduated in 2014. I took the first job that I was offered here in retail and I didn't even like think to negotiate a salary or anything. I was just like, cool, I have a job. I just graduated college. And that quickly like went south and Mm -hmm. reality kicked in where I was like living paycheck to paycheck, like so poor and trying to live in downtown Charleston and like create this new life for myself of being newly graduated. And a few months after graduating, I just was like, this is not how life should be. And I think our society had ingrained in me so much, like you go to college, you get a job and like, you might hate your job, but it's life. Mm. And I just felt like, no, like we're given one life. And why do we have to choose that? So I started the Tiny Tassel in 2015 and I started online and with my Instagram account and it's like no turning back. It's been such an amazing journey. 
of just really working, but also figuring out like the difference between like endless hustle and intentional work and growing a brand here in Charleston, but also online and outside of the city and really being able to support myself and now support a team with it. But I started with just tassel earrings in a bunch of colors. They were $12 and that was it. (laughs) I love it. It's grown so much from that, but I wanted it to just be an easy thing at first. I had no clue that I was going to make jewelry. I'd never done that before. And it just started to take off. Like, I don't even remember sitting down and thinking, I am taking this business seriously. Like, I want to start a real business. It was just kind of a side thing that organically evolved into what it is today. It's so incredible. Okay. A few things I want to unpack there, but I want to start with, did you know how to make the tassel earrings? Did someone show you, did you see it on Pinterest? And you were like, I can do it. Like unpack this for me because I want to hear more. It was Pinterest. I am a Pinterest girl through and through. Like Same. I think my senior year of college, I spent most of that time in class on Pinterest because it was such a big thing. And my oldest sister got me a pair of pink tassel earrings from some huge earring company. And she's so practical and was like, you know, you could have just made these yourself. Right. And I was like, okay, like, thank <laughs> you for my birthday gift. But, all right. and it was such a like big sister thing for her to say, but something in me like kind of ignited where I was like, oh my gosh, I could have made these earrings. And she bought them for me for probably $30. What if I could just make these for myself in a bunch of different colors? And I wasn't even thinking for a business. It was just solely so that I could have every color tassel earring to wear. And I started to wear them and people started to ask, like, what are those earrings? Where are they from? I remember my dad was like, it looks like you're wearing tiny mops. And I love such a dad thing. (laughs) And it just started to grow from there. I was like, okay, people obviously are interested in this. So I should start some kind of business. And I had no clue what I was doing. It's so incredible. Okay. So I want to fast forward to right now, because this is why it's so cool that I get to know you. I get to have visited your store. I get to unpack this because if you were just on a podcast and someone asked you about your business, because you're humble, you wouldn't say this, but this is the part I want to unpack. So if you don't live in Charleston, or if you've never vacation here, here's some things you might not know. Real estate is cutthroat. Downtown Charleston is two miles by three miles. It's a peninsula. You can't build anything new, essentially, because it's a peninsula and there's no more land. And so to even rent a space downtown, much less a retail space, I happen to know it is a wild undertaking. But also something you might not know about our town is a heavy vacation town, really consumeristic, really tidy. And there's a lot of like unhealthy cultural ties there as far as like shininess, tidiness. There's like a lot of ties with whiteness and prejudice. Like it's a mess. It's a mess. And you walk into the tiny tassel on spring street and you, this is what I feel. I'm like, this is where God lives. It's, it is not, it's not. And like, it's not like a cute little earring store. You walk in and you see 
like strong, beautiful, diverse women who are eager to help you and welcome you, you feel like this is a place I want to spend two hours. The first time I came into your shop, I remember you were there and I literally think I spent 90 minutes. Like it's (laughs) because everything is so intentionally placed there and the culture is so like rich and loving and kind. And and so I just say all that to say there, there might be a lot of towns in America that you could open a retail shop on a whim for fun and give it a shot. We don't live in that town. (laughs) You have to have it together. Yeah. I totally agree that Charleston is a hard place. Like there are a few people that can wake up and just say, I'm going to open a brick and mortar in downtown Charleston and it be successful. And It just makes my heart so happy that you feel that way coming in because when I actually open this store, I feel like I've just gone through such a crazy, like personal and business life, like almost whirlwind. And I was just like trucking, like powering through and like trying to get to like the next like good thing and not like the next best thing, but like genuinely like the next like good peaceful space in my life. And I was to a point where I was like, I'm not opening another retail store. Like I'll just have an online shop. I'll get to have my peace. I'll work from home. And I will tell anyone this, even if I like know they're a believer or not, but God like literally slapped me in the face with this location that we have. And it is such a special thing that When I look back to it and tell people about the space that we have now, it's such a God thing and there's no other way to explain it. Like I would walk Mm. past this corner store every day going home from my old shop that I co-owned with another business partner. And I would just think like, oh my gosh, that is such a beautiful space. I would say like, I don't even want it though. Like, you know, when you get to that point when you're like trying to convince yourself that you like don't want this good thing. And um, life was just like happening and kind of forcing me, pushing me. And I felt this like pressure that I was causing towards my own business and towards myself. But then something just clicked in my mind and I was like, I'm going to call the number on this poster. But then of course I was like, well, it's probably rented. It's probably so expensive and like making all these excuses. And I get a call back like a week later And it's my current landlord. And he was like, hey, Queenie, do you remember me? And he rented an apartment to me my very first year out of college. When I started the Tiny Tassel, I was living in that apartment. And it was like so full circle. And he was like, the space is available. Like we just renovated it. I think your business is great. And like somehow he knew about my business. And it was just all these really special things that aligned. And There was so much waiting in that period that I'm so grateful for now because Mm -hmm. it allowed me to just like come to peace with like where I was just personally, business-wise, really see God's vision for this space and not rush into it or not feel hurried. And Mm -hmm. now we hear so many customers, even just through Instagram, say like, this shop is so joyful. It's so happy. And even on my worst days when I'm just like, woke up in the worst mood, like I step into our shop and I'm instantly like, girl, like snap out of it. Like you get to be in this beautiful, special place. And I think it does that for our customers too. 
So good. I'm also just so glad you say that because I think on both sides, it's really helpful to hear. I feel the exact same way leading go and tell gals. I feel the exact same way coming into our office. Like you cannot help it sometimes. Sometimes you are out of it. Sometimes you wake up and your body hurts. Sometimes you wake up and you have really unfun work to get done or, you know, it's just the monotony of it's gotten to you. And so I feel like it's helpful to hear on one side you know, work is still work. I don't subscribe to that thing. Like find something you love. You'll never work a day in your life. It's work. It's work. And I would still rather be getting a massage and I would still rather be for sure a lot of days. And I really love my work, but on the flip side too, that, yeah, there is a, like a reckoning when you decide, like, I'm still going to walk in and say, this is my dream job. I'm still Mm going to walk in and count the fruit of what God's done here. And we'll be like, all right, let's pull it together <laughs> in a yeah. good mood because this is fun, you know, yeah. so on both sides. That's so good. I personally struggle with this sometimes because our brand is just so happy and colorful and everyone always mm-hmm. expects us to be in the best mood ever. Yeah. And they expect us to be like really happy in our customer service and like almost like pushovers. And we're like the complete opposite when it comes to like behind the scenes business because yes people expect to just like bulldoze over us or even come into the store and like bring just like really bad energy into our store. And we're like, no, you don't get to do that. If you're choosing to come in here, you have to like accept this like happy, like joyful vibe that we have in here. And you have to like settle into it and embrace it. I don't know that you could have the happy, joyful vibe if you weren't serious business women too. And if you didn't take your business so seriously. And on the flip side, we say the same thing about ministry and profitability. You know, a lot of times people will be like, but you're doing like Christian-y things. So how can you charge for it? And I'm like, I cannot serve graciously and generously if we're not profitable. If I can't pay my employees because a worker is worth their wages, I got to pay these gals at the end of the day, you know? So I love that, that, yeah, I think sometimes like the fact that you are absolutely a woman who knows what she's doing and that frees you up to also create a happy, joyful space. I love that. Okay. Will you speak a little bit to, you kind of touched on this already, but I want to hear more about what it's like being a kingdom minded woman, which you absolutely are and bringing that into a secular space. Like, what does that look like for you? It took me a minute to really be comfortable in this space. And like you mentioned, being in Charleston, I think we can get so wrapped up in like, the pretty and the like money and the things like all the things in Charleston. And I love the church. Nick is always like, and brunch. And it's true. Like (laughs) we can get so caught up in brunch and it's literally silly. Yeah. But all of those things, like it's so glamorous and beautiful. And for me, I think I've always wanted to like, just stay true to myself and true to why I'm doing this. And, why God is like allowing me to be in the space right now. And of course, there's some days that I get caught up in it. And I'm like, why am I on Instagram for eight hours of my day, like doing things that weren't really purposeful. And then a lot of times I look back and I think that the way that I'm being so impactful is because I stop and I truly try to turn to God and say, like, how are you using us? How are you using our team? How are you Mm. using our products? And our customers kind of like told us like a few years ago, I didn't even really have this mindset 
for this perspective of our business and our customers started telling us like this brand is so joyful. It's so happy. It's bringing me so much life and joy. Wow. And I just thought, okay, well, we're going to use what they're telling us and actually start to believe it. And that is really how God, I think, is using the tiny tassel is Mm -hmm. to bring joy in these little ways to help our customers, whether they're like gifting a pair of earrings or wearing a bright pink top, just to help them find a little extra joy in their day. But Mm -hmm. I think that it's been really stepping back to look at the bigger picture of like not getting caught up in the social media and the like, I'm putting in air quotes, the fame of this because I never wanted to be like the face of the brand. I was always like, I want to be behind the scenes. Like I want to be the Mm -hmm. creator, the designer, because I just really enjoy like my intimacy of my life and the privateness of my life. And when COVID like shut everything down, my photographer and I would meet at my apartment and we still had to shoot content because we still had to sell products and make money. Mm And she would stand like 10 feet away. And this was like the time of COVID when we had no clue what was going on. And (laughs) we just shot as much content, as much product as possible. And that was when our business started to really take off. And when I started Mm -hmm. to really need to build a team and all of that, because it was so busy. And I look back and there were definitely times where I like faulted a little and got caught up in just like, all the things that I felt like I needed to say on the Mm -hmm. internet that Mm -hmm. didn't necessarily, like I look back and I should have been like saying that to God or taking those conversations to God. Mm -hmm. And now I've kind of changed the way that we use our platform because I know that we're able to give this like life-giving product and life-giving brand story without me personally getting on and like telling my views and my stories every day. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, I feel that. That's real. I feel the exact same way. I always tell people, if our business was not online, I would actually be a hermit. Like you would not, you would not (laughs) see my picture. You would not find me. (laughs) But yeah, it's such a skill to learn like, okay, what part can come for? What part do I need to show up most in? That's so huge. That's so good. Okay. Here is the next question. So I know you are in this space now where you're also encouraging other business owners, encouraging other retail owners, other entrepreneurs. What are some of your like favorite top tips to give them? The first thing always sounds so cheesy, but I always say believe in what you're doing. And I've heard people okay. say that so many times to me and I would just brush it off. But now mm-hmm. I see it with our team that we're building and we have new team members join us or when we start to work with other people to do collaborations, and if yeah. the belief and the confidence isn't there, it almost like bothers me to a point where I want to shake them. And I'm like, Hey, like we're here, like believe in this, yeah. believe in what you're doing. And yeah. the women on our team, they probably have heard me say it way too many times, but I'm always like, be confident in your work. Like, don't come to me with something unless you are confident in your work. And that doesn't mean like, don't come to me with questions. But yeah, I always feel like as women in this space, we're always like littling ourselves or mm-hmm. questioning our work. And yeah. I think that I feel really blessed to be in this space with work and with my career right now that I feel like it's such a right place for me that I feel so confident in what God has given us and what he's allowing me to do through my work that 
it like rarely crosses my mind to like second guess something. And Mm. I just see it too much in women that were like just shying away and like pushing back from all these good things that we have right in our hands to use and to work for. Oh, that is so good. That's such a big deal. I always say like, please do not in front of me, call your business little. I mean, do not say my little thing. <laughs> I don't even really love side hustle. Like, is it, yeah. are you called to it? You want to do oh it? Is it going to help people? It's not, don't call it little, don't call it small, don't call it silly. I think it's such a big deal because it's not only invalidating our calling and God in us and the capacity that he's given us and and like what he's asked us to do, but we have to understand it also actually impacts other women. It's, Mm -hmm. it kind of is like throwing one more stone on the sexism boulder, you know, like it is not helping any of us. We need you to validate your calling. Oh, that's so good. I love that. And it's huge. It's huge. It's huge. I was at a conference last week and one of my best friends was there and this woman was telling her, she was like, tell me about your business. And she goes, my little business. And I was like, ma'am, I don't know you. We've never met, but can you please stop for a moment and like, think about what you just said. And my best friend was like dying because she knew I was like going to go off on this tangent about it because we already have other people in our society doing that and belittling what we're doing that why should we do it to ourselves? And it just takes away so much power that we have and so much belief in what we're doing. And I think if we allow ourselves to do that, then at the end of the day, we're like, what is all of this for? Like, why are we allowing ourselves to do that? Yeah. Okay. I want to take a like baby left turn. And you, if you don't want me to talk about this, we'll delete it from the episode. But because I didn't prep you for this, but I want to share this part about you because it just wildly blesses me and it super encourages me. And I think that it's something to share. So you go to Bright City, which is so fun. We get to go to church together. No one's more fun to go to church with than Mimi and potentially her mom. Her mom is like the actual coolest person to have at our church. Nick and I said, there's no one who makes better like preaching face when we're preaching just the whole time. Like whether she's wearing a mask or not, we can just tell like she's into it. And I'm so thankful. I'm like, I know it's a good sermon if Mimi's mom is is feeling it. But that being said, I happened to notice a few weeks ago that our Instagram game had like super stepped up. And a lot of people assume I run Bright City's Instagram, but I do not. I stopped running it a few years ago and that was best for everybody. And so I was like, man, our Instagram is like thriving. What's happening? And I knew who had been running it. And so I checked in with her and I was like, girl, you are killing it on Instagram. And she was like, that's not me. That's me, me. (laughs) And I was like, are you telling me Mimi, who owns the Tiny Tassel, who has, you know, her own account with 70 plus thousand followers is serving us in this way by taking over Bright City's Instagram. And she was like, yeah, she's been like making new content and like helping us direct it and everything. It's incredible. And so in case you didn't know, again, I'm not calling Bright City small in its impact because God can do whatever he wants to do through our church, but it's on the smaller of church sizes. And so I just want to say it massively blesses me that you are a woman who has such wide impact. And also you're like, I'm going to bring what I got over here and help the local church too. I can't imagine how many women would be like, I'm sorry, I'm very busy running my incredibly successful shop and running my other Instagram account. So I just want to say thank you. And also that blesses me. 
Oh my gosh. At first I met with Anna and I was like, Anna, I'm a little busy. And she was very <laughs> kind about it. Yes. I'm so grateful. I had to stop because I think I have set so many boundaries in my personal and professional life over the last two years that I realized yeah. over the last like three months that some of them weren't actually healthy boundaries anymore. Like Ooh, they were boundaries that were working in a certain season for me, yeah. but I found that they were now distancing me from certain things that could have been so life-giving or so like even relationships that maybe at one time needed this boundary and now it can be mm-hmm. so life-giving. And I've been like so convicted from boundaries lately. And yeah. when she asked me again, I think it was like my back went out or something. And I was just like, I'm so sorry. Like I just need like a week. Like, I promise I'm not trying to blow you off. Like, I would just say no if I didn't want to do it. And she was so patient with me. But I'm so grateful that I now have the time and the mental space to get to do this from a happy, joyful place. Like, it's not a burden. And I can truly say that to any woman that's listening and maybe you're building a business or have a business and growing a team, like, it is so life-giving to build a great team because then it allows you to go and do these other special or small or big things that you may have to say no to. Like if this was six months ago, I would have absolutely had to say like, no, I can't take it on. But Mm -hmm. I've put so much energy and effort into like empowering our team at the Tiny Tassel to be able to take on more work and feel more comfortable in what they're doing. So it just allows me to now get to run Bright City's Instagram. So it's fun. It's such a blessing. I'm so grateful for you. And that is a, such a good word about boundaries. Like they just change and shift with seasons. And yeah, yeah, sometimes we can find ourselves like all walled up and Mm -hmm. then be like, oops, that was on me. That was the boundaries. (laughs) Yes. That was me. I was like, oops, those were like two years ago boundaries that I probably need to like let come down some. Yeah, that's so good. I love that. Okay. Lastly, I would just love how we can be praying for you, supporting you, blessing you, not just me, but all of the go and tell gals. Yeah. I think right now work specifically, we're in a season of just building our team and growing our team. This feels like the mm-hmm. beginning, even though we're almost seven years in, we're just at such a different place. Mm-hmm. And we just, need some prayers for just women or men who want to come work in our team. And our biggest thing that we run into is the mindset, the perspectives that people have when they come in and join our team. Like, it's so important for me to just have a space that's healthy, mentally, physically, all the things and have somewhat of a work life, like rhythm that you can work through. And we've had so many come in and it's like, they don't believe us. Like it's too good to be true that they don't get to like reap these benefits of it. So I've just been praying for us to be able to like open our doors to new team members that are just like open and just ready to just receive what God is giving them, even if they don't know that's what's happening. That's so cool. Two things. Number one, we cannot let Nick Connolly find out you're willing to hire men because he will quit. (laughs) 
we're going to go to church on Sunday. Everyone's like, where's Pastor Nick? And he's at the tiny <laughs> he's at tassel. The tiny tassel. No, you've never seen Nick Connolly as proud as the day he came home with his support women-owned businesses t-shirt for me. And he was like, look what I got from the tiny tassel. I was like, I couldn't love you more. You're so cute. <laughs> well, it cracked me up so much because the girls were like, um, some man came in and he left you a note on our notepad. And I was like, I don't know who that could have been. Like they were trying to describe him. And then I saw the note and I was like, oh, that's our pastor from church. And they were just like, oh, okay. <laughs> but the second thing is about like, trust us when we hire you. It's good. That's how we feel it going to Gals too. We've actually said it before on the podcast. One of our employees, Caroline, her dad always says, you didn't get a job. You got a lifestyle. And I'm mm-hmm. the same. I'm like, when we hire you, just trust me. It's going to yeah. be so life-giving. Yeah. <laughs> we, we set a culture really intentionally. And I just like all the way back full circle, I'm with you in that I don't feel like the story has to be you graduate from college or you don't grow up graduate from college and you get mm-hmm. a job you hate. I don't feel like that has to be the story. Yeah. No. Oh, thank you so much for joining us today. You're so generous. We love you. We love the tiny tassel. When you come to Charleston, check it out. I'll meet you there. We'll have a latte. <laughs> we'll buy some clothes together. It'll be so fun. <laughs> Thanks. Me. Thanks so much, Jess. You are listening to the Go and Tell Gals podcast. You can find us at goandtellgals.com online or go and tell gals on Instagram or Facebook. We would be so honored if you had a minute to leave a review wherever you've listened to this episode, share it with your friends and let us know that you're listening. We're so grateful for you. God is mighty in you.